Welcome to Radius Conversations, where we want to do real life with real faith. Our purpose here is to dive into practical questions about how to glorify God with people who have experience from a biblical worldview. I'm your host, Mariah Levitt. Today we'll be talking about worship and prayer, specifically from women for women. Uh, We have a few ladies here who will be starting to launch our women's ministry, which is really exciting. Um, Lindsay and Tony, welcome. Would love to hear an update on women's ministry and um, I guess what y'all are going to be heading up. Hello, super excited to be here. I'm Tony Coleman and my family recently moved here last August. My husband is Chris Coleman. You may know him as the worship pastor here at Radius Lexington. And I am super excited to be helping out with the Radius Women's Roundtables this summer. And Tony, you have to tell our listeners where you moved from. Okay. <laughs> All right, y'all. I moved here from Minnesota. And yeah, it's it's been pretty great this winter. A like, slight change. Yeah, just a little bit. It's not like, frozen. No, Welcome like, to the it South. Is insane to me that I am walking around in just a long sleeve shirt right now. Um, I'm Lindsay Alexander, and I am helping um, to launch a new Radius Women's event in March that will kind of be our Kickstarter for our mission and vision for Radius Women's Ministry for 2023. And it's called The Well. Very excited to get to that. We'll get to that a little later. Um, to start off, let's talk a little about worship, Lindsay. Uh, the term worship uh, can be a little intimidating and even almost sound unattainable for some people. So when we talk about worship, can we define what is worship? Yeah, I think it can be confusing because it's certainly an outward expression and it's certainly an inward thing too. So I'm just going to pull from scripture, but in John 4, 23 and 24, it talks about true worshipers worshiping in spirit and in truth. And so what does that mean? So um, spirit really refers to kind of our inner our inner selves. So it's our mind and our heart really acknowledging who God is and um, the power that he has. Um, And so we have a a really good um, spiritual and emotional understanding of um, who God is and his value and his worth. And so it's not really anything you can see. That's just something that is within me. That's my inner acknowledging of who God is. But then there's the outer part, which is what a lot of people see, which is probably what gets confusing because there's, you see so many different ways of worshiping corporately. Um, but Hebrews 13, 15 and 16 talks about there being praise from our lips. Um, but also that we're serving others for the sake, um, of God by, by how we're doing things. And so, um, when it comes to corporate worship, which is what probably most of us are familiar with when we come together on a Sunday and we're singing songs, that is kind of both things happening in the room at the same time. It's people who are sitting there with their hearts and their minds, acknowledging who God is and their, repenting and they're asking forgiveness that you you don't even know any of that's taking place but then they're acknowledging with their mouths um, by singing songs about who God is and and having a right understanding of who he is through our music Hmm. and as we have this inner and outer as you just mentioned of the heart and then our mouths expressing this worship 
Tony, as a woman, sometimes the inner can be hard to quiet so that we can have the outer expression. So, so what would you say, as women tend to have running lists in their heads, um, how would you advise or encourage women to really focus on worship? And how can we kind of move on from everything going on to yeah, worship? definitely. I totally understand that. The running list, like you have so much going on, prepare because then it helps prepare your mind and your spirit during the worship service, too, to be able to focus. So do everything you can the night before. We are not called to live a life of anxiousness. Like the Bible says, be anxious for nothing and seek God first. And so take that time to stop and pray and give that to God. Maybe like have a quiet time, you know, just relax your spirit and your mind and give it to God so that you can prepare well so that you can worship well and so that you can be with the body of Christ and be connected and bonded together. That's actually a great segue um, and a great reminder to go to prayer and go to the Lord when we have these anxious thoughts. Uh, It is so easy to, even when, when it comes up in my mind, to just fight it off my, like to be like, oh, I just have to stop thinking. I just have to not be anxious. But to go to prayer first is great. And that kind of segues into our next question, Lindsay, about prayer. And Mm -hmm. we often talk about worship as singing, Mm -hmm. which is definitely part of worship. But Mm -hmm. how is prayer worship and um, what does it look like to worship through prayer? Yeah. So kind of like I said before, you know, there's a, there's the, the inner part, obviously we can pray out loud, but oftentimes in like a corporate setting on Sunday, we're, we're really, we're praying quietly to ourselves or, or not even saying anything out loud at all. And so there's something about when you've kind of gone through the hustle that Tony's talked about, which is, is on a cycle, right? We go through that every day. It's not like it's a one and done thing to slow down and to just acknowledge who, who God is. Um, and often that's just where I will start, um, is just to say who he is back to him and what he's been to me. Um, and it's, it's perspective change, right? Because all of a sudden he's so big and the other things just aren't as big. But then it's a reminder too that he's in control of all of the things that I have been going through my mind over and over about. He is, he knows them before I even come to him with them. Um, and so there's a form of just worshiping through prayer in saying back to him who he is and acknowledging with my heart and my mind, that he is who he says he is. That is true. Um, and um, that his value and his worth is not, is not dependent or contingent on what I come to him with. And so um, that is just such a, it, it changes your whole posture and um, and it's a discipline to continue to revisit that space because we can come together on a Sunday and you can have 15, 20 minutes of, of just an amazing surrender time where you do rightly order and man, you can get right back in that car, right? And it can completely flip back. And so to constantly revisit that um, and find ways to discipline yourself to to just just go back and and say back who he is and remind yourself of that. Um, I think prayer and worship in that way is is really cool because it it makes little of you and much of him, um, and it makes the things that are huge to you. Um, it reminds you that 
he holds them all in his hands too. So, And when we, we think of these truths that mm-hmm. you're talking about and we want to pray, but it just feels like we are so busy. Uh, Tony, what would you say to women who might just feel like, I'm too busy. How do I even pray? <laughs> yeah. No, I got two things for this. So we can live a life of prayer, you know, like you called to pray without ceasing. So there's so many things like day to day that we can do and pray, like on your morning commute to work, like don't listen to a podcast, you know, turn off the music. Instead, spend that time praying, prepare your heart for your work day. Maybe pray for that coworker that, you know, is struggling or maybe that coworker that gets on your nerves, you know, like there's so many ways that you can pray to build that connection to God, but also prepare your heart for the day and to be, you know, that reflection of Jesus to others. But also, I feel like a lot of times we wear busyness almost as a badge. Like, I mean, you look at our culture, like we're always so busy. Like, and what do you say to people when they ask you how you're doing? Like, I'm good, just busy, you know? Like, it's such a common response. But what's bad is the problem is that, like, busyness kills intentionality. And so John Mark Comer in his book, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, which is an incredible book. If you have not read that book, I would say, like, don't read anything else I mean, other than the Bible. <laughs> Just say it. Don't read anything else. Bible until, first, yeah. always. <laughs> <laughs> until you read that book. Like, it is a life-changing book. But one thing he says is that sin and busyness have the exact same effect. They cut off connection to God, other people, and even to our soul. And think about that. Like, what you fill your time with, like these unhealthy time suckers, like Instagram, Netflix, Facebook, like we all do it. We're all guilty of it. And like he says that what you, what you give your attention to is the person you become. To put it another way, the mind is a portal to the soul and what you fill your mind with will shape the trajectory of your character. In the end, your life is no more than the sum of what you gave your attention to. Like that's a heavy statement. Like, your day-to-day things that you fill in your mind, like, that's going into your heart, into your soul. And so whenever I look at the ways that I allow those unhealthy time suckers in my day-to-day life, like, man, that that's kind of scary, you know, like, what I'm filling my mind and soul with, you know. So I really try to, like, take the time to schedule in my day, you know, take out those things, remove the distractions, take those apps off of your phone or turn off the notifications so they're not a distraction, Like, ask your spouse, hey, can you watch the kids for, you know, this amount of time so I can go and have, you know, that that time with God? Like, more time is not the answer. Simplifying is the answer. Taking away those things that take your attention away from God. Like, I think we could all simplify our time, be healthier, and be more connected to God. I like the the quote that you said. It immediately jumped to my mind is the phrase mindless scrolling. Yeah. And how maybe it's not so mindless as mm-hmm. we think because something is going into our mind, even when it feels like, oh, I just suddenly 20 minutes is gone. And yep. mm-hmm. um, it's so easy. It's a powerful reminder that scrolling <laughs> may actually <laughs> be filling us with something. Uh, so, for sure. yeah. um, Lindsay, if someone is not super familiar with prayer jumping back on the um the prayer track what do you have any recommendations or where could someone practically start who's um maybe walking into a new even in the new year a new goal of how can I pray and spend more time with the Lord yeah I think I think coming first to the realization which sometimes takes a minute that God knows you 
um, and he sees you and he loves you um, and he knows your heart before you even open your mouth. There's such comfort in that. Um, And so you can communicate without having to be perfect to a God who loves you. And so, um, you know, we, we don't really struggle as people to just talk with one another. Um, and, and we don't know everything about each other. Um, but there's something about the reverence of God that just scares us that we're somehow going to mess up. And so I, I, my encouragement would be, you're never going to mess up. Like he, he knows you, he sees you and he loves you. And so there is no, there's no such thing as a perfect prayer. Even the most well-written, beautiful sounding um, can be really broken. And so it's more so just your heart coming to him and talking to him. Um, I would also say just writing things out. Sometimes people are writers. They're, you know, it's harder to say things. It's easier to write them down. Write your prayers out. You know, write down what is what is hard right now. What is wonderful right now? What is something you're fearful of? What is something you're hoping? What is something you're asking? What is something you've seen him do? Just start writing those things down and then revisit them. Where have you seen him move in that way? Where have you seen that he answered that or that um, he's teaching you something in his word or you've had a conversation with somebody where they've brought that up and you your your conversation has turned back to the lord you know start documenting those things um but i would just say to just simply start talking and if it's in your car when you're driving and there's no one there or it's in your bathroom or you never say anything out loud you know it's the it's the worshiping and praying in your in your mind part that we talked about the inner part he he hears that too um and so just start there because he's, he's listening no matter what form we present it in. Um, and he just asks that we come to him, um, not that it's tied up in a bow when we do. Mm. Yeah. yeah, those are some great practical examples for our women and for men who are looking to deepen their prayer lives. Yeah. Definitely some of the sweetest times with the Lord have been silent, mm. just me and God, and some have been communal. I would love to hear a little more about the event that we kind of talked about at the beginning, um, as that will be a communal aspect of worship with our ladies. That's right. So the end of March, we are hosting The Well at Radius Lexington, but it is a radius-wide event. So um, all campuses are invited to attend. It's for ladies sixth grade. We're saying sixth grade to 102. If we have someone in our body that's 103, you know, the sky's the <laughs> limit. I hope we have someone who's 102. Wouldn't that be amazing? But all ladies um, are welcome to come. And it's going to just be a corporate. So it's an outer and inner expression of worship. Um, we're going to sing songs. We're going to pray. We're going to have communion. We're going to hear and share stories of things God has done. Um, and so it's going to be a wonderful time to come um, and be be led, you know, um, but also just sit under um, the presence of God as we all, all ladies who come and all ladies of Radius acknowledge him and um, sit in the space of being true worshipers and and worshiping him in spirit and in truth, um, both inwardly and outwardly. And so it's going to be a really special, 
a really special time and it is going to kind of be our kickstart launch pad, however you want to say it for, um, the mission and vision for Radius Women for 2023. Um, we've been really, really fortunate that over the lifetime of Radius, there have been just countless women who have carried the banner of leading well and serving well, both outwardly and very quietly. Um, in the importance of worshiping and prayer and knowing our Bibles. Um, And so this is just one more step in the journey. Um, And it just has a little bit of a different shape. And we're just excited um, to offer that um, in this season that we're in. I think it's going to be really special. Yes, I'm so excited about the well. Can't wait to see you guys there. And thank you both for coming on the podcast today. Thank you. A reminder that Radius Church exists to glorify God by making disciples, planning churches, and living generously. This has been Radius Conversations. We'll see you next time.